Hey, join us, DJ and PK, Friday, 7 to 10. We're going to be at Murdoch Chevrolet, 2375 South, 625 West, in Woods Cross. DJ and PK, time now to talk BYU football with the offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Coach, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Uh, we're doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Is there anything better than a really big win before a bye week? <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I know there's nothing worse yeah. than a big <laughs> loss right before a bye week. That's for sure, yeah. Typical coach. The losses are always harder yeah. than the wins are uh, joy- joyful. I've found that. A lot of coaches say that over the years. And- yeah, sadly, sadly, that's the truth of our existence. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, we go and watch all your games, uh, speaking of BYU, and I cannot put my finger on it. I thought even compared to the SC win, which at that point was the high watermark, something was different about the Boise game, the Boise game, the energy, the passion, the enthusiasm from everyone involved, from the head coach down to the lowest player, whoever it might be, and everybody in between. That was my what I took from that game. And I don't know if you necessarily agree, but to me, something was different about the level of intensity and emotion. Can you help explain it? Well, I think first um, there was there was certainly um, a sense of hunger uh, after after you lose um, for basically a month in a row, you know, because we had the bye weekend there. So for for four weeks, we had that that losing stink in our in our nose and just I think we're desperate for a win and I think that that's probably the most important thing and then I think everybody I think everybody uh, from Kalani I agree with you from Kalani all the way throughout the organization um, I thought showed up with with an excitement to play the game and then you know it, it, it helps when you get off to a good start and we haven't done that often this year and so for us to to score points early, I think was was a positive that that kind of fueled the team on, and then and then we hit a couple of big plays. You know, we've we've missed some of those big plays. We hit a, hit on a couple, and I think that just added to the emotion. So speaking of the big plays, I'm curious, and and maybe you know when you're calling plays, you, you hold your breath every time you send a play, and I don't know, but you know you hit on the big plays, and everybody celebrates them, and yet right now, you know they called a they called a fake play in Arkansas, and if you Google it, you know you start seeing headlines: worst fake punt of all time, because it ended up being an interception in their own backfield. So when you call the play. In that moment, because of what you've seen on film, do you end up with a ton of confidence? Or once you send it in, is there a moment where you're like, oh, boy? <laughs> some, of, some of both. Um, uh, like the first one, the fourth and one pass to Bushman. Um, funny story, in a roundabout way, I kind of got that play from Boise. When I was at Colorado working for Dan Hawkins, I was on staff with a bunch of Boise guys, uh, Eric Keesaw, Kent Riddle, Mark Helfrich was the OC, and that play was a play that we ran there that they had run at Boise State when Hawk and them were there. And so um, that's a play that those guys know, but I, I just they're a, they're a zero coverage team on short yardage and especially fourth and one. 
I felt like it would be there, and we talked about it all week. And and um, so then when when we called it, I looked at the defense and saw how the safeties played, and I felt I felt pretty confident that one was going to be there. But you never know. I mean, stuff can go wrong. I mean, somebody can cover, somebody could fall down, the quarterback could stumble and drop the balls. So you never know. Um, and then the next one, Matt, the, the the reverse pass, Matt was so open, I was worried. <laughs> that one, you know, when the ball's that in the air that long and a guy's that open, you always kind of worry about it when it hangs in the air. So, I don't know, there's some of both, but until until it hits, yeah, you're always a little bit concerned. So I'm wondering, Jeff, how you recapture that form of desperation that you had against Boise when you play Utah State, because as you know, football, particularly when you're playing an in-state game like this, it's nice that you won a couple of weeks ago, but everyone's going to be expecting, even more so since you beat Boise, to take that, channel that effort that you had against Boise and have the same thing as Logan. So can what can you do to repeat that effort? Do you need to drum into these guys that you actually lost the Boise game or how would you get it to where they need to be yeah that's a that's an excellent question um if I could answer that then then um then I'd be a great coach (laughs) I I think I think um our players will be motivated to play that game and you know that's college football is funny um the team that is most inspired to play um often wins or at least gives themselves a chance to win sometimes even when they shouldn't on game day and I know that sounds crazy to to people that haven't been a part of the game um, because you only play 12 or 13 times in college football during the season you'd think you'd be up every Saturday to play but um, it just doesn't it doesn't always happen that way and so my goal, and I know Kalani's goal, is is to create a team that shows up every Saturday hungry to win. Um, but but we're not quite there yet as as a team, and so I think this this next game in Logan will be a, a great opportunity, a great test for us to show that we've that we've matured enough to put two big games back to back. BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes joining us here on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. How have you had to change things as you've gone through uh, multiple running backs and now multiple quarterbacks? You're, you're three deep at quarterback this year as well. How, how has that changed your job as offensive coordinator? Um, you know, I, I think a fortunate thing is the players we have played with have had similar skill sets, um, particularly at, at quarterback and running back. And I would say that we've, that we've tweaked some things more than we've had to really change a lot you know we might change this this run play to this formation maybe run this one from the pistol instead of offset because this guy does that a little bit better um maybe this this quarterback does this this concept just a little bit better but we haven't we haven't had to alter things a whole lot um probably change a little bit more with the offensive line with the injuries there just um just simplifying and and doing things to help them out a little bit with some of those young guys in there i was so impressed with finau and the way he ran with a level of passion and i know you have to have holes by the offensive line and all that stuff but how important is it for the for the running back to run 
pretty much it seems so simple to say, but as hard and as as intense as he can. Yeah, I, I thought both of both of the backs that played. Um, you know, Soup was banged up too, so the two guys, him and and Peeney, I thought both ran with with a lot of passion and a lot of energy, and that just has a way of inspiring your whole team. Right. You know, I, I just there's something that a running back can do when he makes a big run, whether it's whether it's the big touchdown run on on the option or whether it's um, a run between the tackles that that a guy drags a couple of guys and and makes a hard fought first down that that has a way of really inspiring your linemen and tight ends to block just a little bit harder and inspires everybody i think to to play with confidence particularly at home too because that gets the crowd really going yeah so you've got utah state coming up and you know as an independent you don't see teams and build up the same reservoir knowledge, especially among the players as you might if you were in a conference playing somebody every year. But you are playing Utah State every year, so you'd think you'd have something to draw on there, except they just had a coaching change. So how different are they? How much are you starting over with these guys in preparation as well? They are different, certainly, um, but we, we have a lot of familiarity with with the staff. You know, I've played against Gary several times and certainly... Um, a-Rod and, and Fessy and Steve know those guys as well as, as Justin. And there, there's some familiarity with the staff that I think will help, but every year takes on a little bit uh, different flavor, and so they're playing just a little bit different than they have. And um, As always, though, that, that team plays, plays hard and plays physical, and I think they do a great job getting, um, getting a lot out of their players. We often hear that some coaches have philosophies and staffs have philosophies. A player doesn't lose his position due to injury. I'm not sure what your and Kalani's philosophy is regarding that, but how are you going to approach that position at quarterback if Hall is cleared? Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a challenge for us, but a good one. You know, it's always better to have those situations where you have where you have more guys playing and you're trying to decide who's going to play rather than not and. We're going to let them both practice and compete and see who who practices better and looks more ready. But we um, we haven't made a decision on that yet, and probably won't until sometime uh, in the latter part of next week. How much do you address consistency issues with the guys, and how much do you not have to address it because they already know it and it speaks for themselves? I mean, you beat Tennessee and USC, but you lost to Toledo and South Florida. Then you beat Boise State. Man, if I had predicted that at the start of the year, first off, people would have thought I was crazy, and then I would have turned out to be some kind of crazy genius. (laughs) Yeah, um, you know, you address it. You address it weekly. Um, but then once that game's over, you got to move on, you know. And so you just you don't talk about what happened. I don't anyway, and I don't think most coaches do. You don't talk about any of the wins that happened before or the losses. Um, you really just try to focus on playing our very best this week. I think if you get caught up in too much of that other stuff, then you're you're focusing on things that don't matter really. I think you focus on what what has allowed us to play well this year and when we've played well um we've we've done the things that typically win games you know we haven't turned the football over and we've showed up excited to play and and um scored in the red zone the things that you always talk about and so um 
I think we just really try to focus on those things and and then lean on our leaders. I've tried to do a, a better job this year leaning on the leaders of our offense, um, on on Micah Simon, on Matt Bushman, on Brady Christensen, James Empey, those guys that are that are the strongest leaders on our team. I've tried to lean on them to impress upon the young guys that that you have to show up ready to play every week, and then and then what a big game this is against Utah State. Do you think the offense has gone to Matt Bushman enough this season in the passing game? No, I don't think you could ever throw the ball too much to a guy like Matt. Um, but I don't think the ball has gone enough to Micah either, or to Talon either. You know, I mean, when you have when you have guys that can make plays, you know, there's only one football that can go around, and certainly Matt's at the top of that list. And and we've tried a lot. Some teams have worked a little bit harder and done a little bit better job than others of covering him, whether that be putting a guy on him who could actually cover him man-to-man, pressing him at the line of scrimmage and making it hard for him to get off the line. That can be a challenge for a tight end sometimes. It's a little bit longer and takes a little bit uh, more time to get going. Or or with double coverage, and some teams have done have done both of those things to him. And so when that happens, we've got other guys we feel like we can get the football to. But we've certainly tried to target him, and, and we'll continue to find ways to get the ball to him. You can't get the ball to him too much. Jeff Grimes, BYU Offensive Coordinator, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What have you thought of the offensive line play as a group this year? Inconsistent. Like the rest of our offense, there have been times um, where where I look at how we're playing, and I'm proud of those guys, and I go, okay, this is – this is a group that now is is making the the kind of jump that that we hoped they would this year, but they are still young, and we have been playing musical chairs a little bit. And nobody's expectation level for the offensive line is higher than mine is, and so I'm I'm often not pleased, regardless of of their outcome. But um, I thought this last week in particular, they came together and, and played well, even given the fact that we were out four guys. You know, we had four guys that were out and, and another guy who was who was dressed for the game, but, but probably only at about 70% of his full capacity. And so um, I felt like this last Saturday was one of our better performances, and, and we're certainly hoping to build on that. What was different or better with you on the sidelines? Um, I don't. I don't know if anything was necessarily better. I think you know. I've spent most of my career on the sideline and started out the season down there last year, and then felt like um, when we made the switch in style and switched to Zach as a quarterback um, and went more no huddle, I went up just because I felt like it would give me a better a better viewpoint. Um, and that's certainly true, but I just felt like we needed a little bit more something on the sideline, a little bit more um, energy, confidence, toughness, accountability, any, any of those things that I felt like I might be able to add and not that, not that I necessarily have, have more of it than other people, but um, I do have a voice and, and – um, I just felt like it would be a, a positive for our team for me to be down there, and, and I mentioned it to Kalani, and he agreed. 
And then I think another big part of it is what does your staff look like and do you have guys that you can trust up in the box? And we, we certainly do. And so, you know, we honestly, we call the game together collaboratively um, anyway. We, we put together the game plan that way. I've said that since since the first day I was hired, that this wasn't going to be my offense. It was going to be our offense. And so A-Rod does a great job of seeing things during the game. Steve Clark helps to a great extent upstairs as well. Shoot, Fessy does a great job even on the sidelines. There are times that he, he says, hey, how about this play right here? So um, if I didn't have what I do in terms of the help at other places, I, I don't know that I'd be able to do that as the OC, but the, the experience and the quality of our staff, I think, gives me the flexibility to go either place. You know, you mentioned you were at Colorado. You've coached at a lot of schools and different conferences over the course of your career. I'm thinking you haven't had very many years where you had to do these four long road trips, and you got the fourth one coming up to UMass. What have you had to tweak because of all that travel? How big or maybe how little of an issue has that been over the course of the season, the impact on the guys? Um, I don't know. That's still a little bit of a – of a mystery to me um you know we try to leave early and give ourselves plenty of time to get focused and acclimated and um obviously hadn't hadn't done that great here recently i think um i think we'll look at that when we get ready to take that next trip when whenever that may be i don't honestly i don't even remember when that is i just know we play boise i mean i I know we played boise and i know we play utah state that's that's all i can remember right now on our schedule you uh, hitting the road this weekend? I am going uh, tomorrow to watch a game, and um, then I'm I'm leaving from there. I've got a Thursday night high school game. One of our top linemen, uh, one of our top recruits, that I'm going to go watch, and then uh, I'm going to go watch my daughter play uh, volleyball in Oklahoma. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Oh, sweet! She played at the college level. She plays at a small. Um, college, a Division II college in Oklahoma called Southern Nazarene, and this will be my first time to. She's a sophomore. It'll be my first chance to to watch her play. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited about that. Sweet. So when coaches on a on a bye week, and it'll be a little different for you because you're going to go uh, watch your daughter. But on an on an on an average bye week, <clears throat> how many players and potential recruits? do you run around and make contact with? Because I've heard crazy stories of guys landing, driving to schools, you know, meeting support personnel, talking to coaches. You, you really have to be really visible in a lot of places. What is that like in a normal bye week? Yeah, it just depends. You know, we've had the, the fortune of having two this year, so it helped us a little bit in terms of spreading things out. Um, but we'll we'll all be heading different directions, and and you know it, it kind of depends on the philosophy of the of the staff. Sometimes a head coach wants guys to get out and spend as many days as he can recruiting and coaching, and and your current team is kind of a kind of minimized that week. Other guy, other head coaches I've worked around really want to continue to focus on your own team and say if we win games, then the recruits will come. Um, we, we take an approach probably somewhere in the middle. We always want to worry about our team and our players first. And so we've spent the first, the first part of the week, um, practicing and we'll continue to do that the next couple of days. Then we'll hit the road. Like I said, tomorrow and guys will go out either, either Thursday or Friday and go watch different high school games. Um, but most guys will see, 
one or two guys if you're if you're flying somewhere like I am if you're going in state then you know you can hit several different schools in a day just as if you're if you're in the the contact period uh, later on well coach we appreciate a few minutes thanks for joining us during the bye week and enjoy that trip to Oklahoma all right you bet good talking to you guys